1: Today, KSL is building bridges of understanding. Two world religious leaders
3: provided an amazing model that should be emulated in conversations between nations. Host
1: Boyd Matheson discusses the power of meaningful conversations between members of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints and those of the Islamic faith. A one hour special on KSL News Radio. The world
3: needs more citizens who can break down barriers, remove wedges, transcend divides, and build bridges of friendship and understanding. Welcome to this KSL News Radio General Conference Special Building Bridges of Understanding. I'm Boyd Matheson, host of Inside Sources. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints has released a new 35 page pamphlet designed to enhance understanding between those of Muslim and Latter day Saint faiths. During the past 50 years, Muslims and Latter-day Saints have been engaged in interfaith initiatives throughout the world to provide relief for the poor, strengthen families, and build supportive communities. Latter-day Saint leaders work with important Muslim leaders around the world on issues regarding the family, religious freedom, and more. Latter-day Saint Charities has worked with Islamic Relief to provide millions of dollars of needed relief in dozens of countries. The new resource was first mentioned by Elders David A. Bednar and Garrett W. Gong of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles at a conference on Islam at Brigham Young University in October 2021. The pamphlet became available in January of this year. It introduces Muslims, followers of Islam, and Latter-day Saints, members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, to each other. The booklet is the fruit of years of work, including collaboration with Muslim imams. I'm always looking for patterns that break down barriers and remove wedges in order to transcend divides and build bridges. These two world religious leaders shared with me a model that applies not just to interfaith work, but that should be emulated in conversations between nations, government, businesses, and communities. It is also a powerful pattern for more meaningful, peaceful, interpersonal conversations with people who might think, live, or believe differently than you. So, as we move through the next hour in this fascinating and inspiring interfaith approach to building bridges between two religious faiths, listen closely for ways you can use this pattern in other areas of your life. I firmly believe that the day the journey begins is not the day the journey begins. So, as we look at this incredible project, I invited the two apostles to share where this journey to building bridges of understanding began for them.
0: Our journey together began in the early part of 2005. There had been a devastating tsunami in the Bande Aceh area of uh, Indonesia. President Boyd K. Packer invited Elder Gong and I to uh, go with him to kind of inspect the damage and be of assistance to the government with our humanitarian outreach.
4: Part of what was emotionally most moving was to see the devastation. Once we were on the ground, it was so much more hopeful because you saw the opportunity for people to work together in common cause that was related to humanitarian purposes. It took me to
0: a part of the world where I had never been before, and I had a number of memorable and fascinating conversations with these people. And that was my first opportunity to uh, understand the commonality between Islam and the Doctrine of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints about prophets. And I, I learned a great deal about the things that we had in common, as well as the differences that we had.
4: That journey continued. We were thinking about going to see Dr. Shehawk when he was in the hospital, and talking about the need, especially now, for bridges to be built. Fists would either be clenched in anger, where they could be hands clasped in friendship. And the world so much needed hands to be clasped in friendship and understanding, well-recognizing differences. As we were
0: visiting with Dr. Shihab in the hospital, uh, I remember a moment when President Packer, taken by the hand, and President Packer drew a picture, a very simple picture, and showed a great chasm, a canyon, and uh, a bridge extending from each side. And he simply said to uh, Dr. Shihab, "Uh, we will work together and see if we can't bring the two opposite ends of this bridge together. And so that was, I think, a very memorable moment for both of us.
4: Later, Dr. Shihab came to give a devotional at Brigham Young University and spoke about the need for better understanding for building bridges together, which we do by genuinely understanding something about who we are and the things we have in common. And recognizing where there might be differences, but recognizing that the commonalities are almost always greater than the differences.
3: I asked Elder Bednar how building bridges begins.
0: It all begins with a very simple question. Can you help me understand? These conversations, Elder Gong and I travel the world, and we visit with religious leaders of many different faith traditions everywhere that we go. And one of the great opportunities is to simply say, help me understand how you think about this issue. I remember as a very young man, I had the opportunity to go to Taiwan on an exchange. And I went to a visit with several monks. And I asked them a doctrinal question about God. And I remember the monk saying to me, you ask a Western world question. Embedded in what you have asked me is a particular frame, a particular approach to understanding God. And he said, let me see if I can help you understand the frame that we have. So I've had the experience of encountering very different religious worldviews from a lot of people. And it's very instructive to ask them the question, can you help me understand?
3: Elder Gong then added that bridges are built as we become open to learning from each other.
4: People can feel that and that allows them also to open. And I think bridges are formed when we're willing to entertain the possibility that we don't understand everything. That doesn't mean that we don't understand some core truths and can share those truths, but I think we need to, with people everywhere, have a feeling that there's always more that we can learn, and we learn from each other in that setting. When we
3: come back, we will continue my conversation with Elder David A. Bednar and Elder Garrett W. Gong of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and their work on a landmark pamphlet, an effort to build bridges of understanding between Muslim and Latter-day Saints. More to come on this General Conference special right here on KSL News Radio.
1: A gun in the face.
3: Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today.
1: Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to... or wherever you get your podcasts. Catch Boyd Matheson weekdays as he talks about the latest news of the day and learning to disagree better afternoons from 1 to 3 on KSL News Radio.
3: The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints has released a new 35-page pamphlet designed to enhance understanding between Muslims and Latter-day Saints. It is based on a pattern that all of us can use to pursue understanding in any area of life. Elder David A. Bednar and Elder Garrett W. Gong of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints recently sat down with me to discuss their work on building bridges. The process of their work included crucial conversations and critical collaboration with imams, educators, and other experts. I asked Elder Bednar to describe some of the process.
0: The development of the material in this pamphlet took many years. And so uh, approximately six years ago, we identified the need. We began to assemble the material and had some remarkable people assisting in that process. Uh, And at each stage, we would uh, have it reviewed. We would receive the critiques. And uh, those were very beneficial. Uh, We thought we had done a pretty good job initially, and what we learned was that we were not even close, not even in the ballpark. And so there were adjustments, additional critique. It went through, I don't know the exact number of iterations, but that very process of line upon line, precept upon precept led us to the final product that we have.
3: Elder Gong added that it was gratifying that many groups were able to set aside differences to produce something so powerful, so profound, and so meaningful.
4: When you look at the uh, pamphlet, one of the things that we're proud of, if, if you can use that word, is that the, the nation's mosque in Washington, D.C., the Muslim Unity Center in Michigan, the Islamic Society of Greater Salt Lake in Utah, uh, are all affiliated these are groups that have differences, and they have, at the same time, a, a recognition that the effort to try to portray in a respectful and dignified way the different beliefs within the Islamic faith, uh, in its different traditions, was something that they wanted to be part of. And that's part of the process that we're describing. It's not in the vacuum. It's, it's actually meeting people who can describe in some detail— similarities and differences within their own religious faith and then to try to craft those together in in a way that helps us to understand that and and it frankly helps them to say this is something on which uh, those of the islamic faith would also agree on
3: i then asked both elder bednar and elder gong what surprised them and what they learned in this process
0: the things that i didn't think were a big deal i learned were a big deal to lots of other people I find that to be very illuminating, and it helps me, I hope, to not just assume that I know or that I understand. There's always something else. There's another level I can get to in better understanding where this person is coming from.
4: I was struck by how much good faith and goodwill there was and desire to have a kind of conversation that would go beyond the surface. It's a deeper conversation. But it's motivated by an interest to find common ground, to be able to describe something of, particularly for those who have genuine religious belief, what motivates that belief, what it means in terms of lifestyle, what it means in terms of the way we interact with each other, and at the same time not to uh, paper over, to use that term differences, to recognize that there are similarities and differences too. The beginning of the pamphlet, as was mentioned, We made a conscious effort to be sure that we weren't trying to interpret the Quran. We weren't trying to specify what people would believe or didn't believe. We tried to use the voices from those who were from the uh, Islamic faith to speak for themselves, as it were. But in that process, to, in respect and mutual understanding, describe a way that we could learn more about our brothers and sisters and they could learn more about us.
0: Elder
3: Bednar shared one of the important building blocks on the shared commitment to family.
0: The Islamic leaders with whom we have met in relation to this project and in other initiatives around the world, there's a strong focus on the family in Islam and in that we we share so much in common and I've had a number of relationships with some of these leaders that have endured over time and the affection the regard and the love that I have for them, and I believe that they have for me. This goes back to your question about what surprised me, uh, how quickly that developed, and how strong and enduring it is.
3: Elder Gong then added other shared values
4: that can create not just friendship, but ties that bind. If you think of some of the core elements, a belief in God, prayer, uh, fasting, taking care of the poor and needy, and having a a sense of sacred time and sacred place to begin. But as we said a moment ago, the the bond between those who have deep religious faith and deep religious belief as manifest in the way we think about things, but also the way we interact with our environment and with other people, especially our family, is something where you can really feel that there's a common bond with people of good faith and religious belief, whatever that background may be.
3: I asked Elder Bednar and Elder Gong what they hoped would come out of this project and this pamphlet and this important work on building bridges.
0: I hope that it will help us to have uh, different eyes, that we'll see differently, that we will listen differently. Perhaps this can be an example of how what we have in common is so much greater than that which is different or may divide us, and that you can build on that. You can derive strength from that and you can assist and bless other people on that foundation of the commonality.
4: We move beyond uh, labels. We move even beyond stereotypical names. Uh, we move beyond stereotypes. We realize that we can have differences, but that what we have in common is always so much greater than what we divide us. And if we, in good faith and good will, will look for that, because our hearts are open and other people's hearts are open, uh, we really do find that we can be united in those things.
3: When we come back, we'll dive deep into the content of this bridge-building model with Elder David A. Bednar and Elder Garrett W. Gong.
1: Today, KSL is building bridges of understanding. Two
3: world religious leaders provided an amazing model that should be emulated in conversations
1: between nations. Host Boyd Matheson discusses the power of meaningful conversations between members of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints and those of the Islamic faith. A one hour special on KSL News Radio.
3: The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints has released a new 35-page pamphlet designed to enhance understanding between Muslim and Latter-day Saints. In this segment, we look at the content in this new resource and how Elder David A. Bednar and Elder Garrett W. Gong of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles framed the bridge-building model and message at a conference on Islam at Brigham Young University prior to the pamphlet being released to the public. Elder Bednar begins by laying out the four major themes for Building Those Bridges of Understanding.
0: We plan to address four main topics. First, Latter-day Saints and Muslims are both people of faith, and we have much in common. Second, we want to directly address false and cruel comments voiced or written by some of our church members about Muslims. Third, we will describe resources BYU and the church have prepared to assist in understanding and strengthening our relationship with followers of Islam. And fourth, Muslims and Latter-day Saints differ of course in some core doctrines, but we have many similar beliefs, values and lifestyles.
3: So if you look at those four topic, those four themes or patterns, it really is if you break it down simply, one, start with common ground. Two, address erroneous thinking, unkind, or misperceptions of any type, first in yourself or your organization. Third, make sure you have resources and material to build bridges and foster friendship and real relationships. And four, acknowledge disagreement and differences while celebrating the similarities. That's such a great pattern. Elder Bednar went on to discuss how the Church of Jesus Christ has worked with Muslim faith leaders and scholars to create this pamphlet to improve understanding between the two religions.
0: Over the past several years, our church and several Muslim imams and scholars have worked together intensively to prepare a pamphlet that we are pleased to introduce this evening. As you can see from the title, Muslims and Latter-day Saints, Beliefs, Values, and Lifestyles, It describes what we share in common, and that truly is much more than
4: many people might expect.
3: Elder Garrett W. Gaughan then explained how the pamphlet hopes to increase understanding.
4: Seeking to understand shared beliefs, values, and lifestyles underscores the need for mutual respect and humility. The introduction of our pamphlet begins. The intent of this pamphlet is to introduce Muslims, followers of Islam, and Latter-day Saints, members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, to each other. At a time when societies and religious believers want and need mutual understanding, this pamphlet signifies a conscientious effort to provide dignity and tolerance for Muslim and Latter-day Saint believers. It represents hours of conversation and study by religious scholars and others, including Muslims from diverse backgrounds. It recognizes that no individual scholar or religious imam or group of scholars or imams can represent all of Islam. It does not interpret the Quran. It does seek to understand some Islamic tenets and practices, as explained by Muslim scholars and religious leaders, and to portray these tenets in a positive and engaging manner.
3: Elder Gong went on to talk about how Muslims live all over the world uh, in harmony with Christians, uh, even right here in the state of Utah.
4: Muslims live in many different countries and circumstances across the world. In each, they express faith, pray, fast, help the poor, have sacred places and clothing. In many places in the world, Christians and Muslims live side by side. Here in Utah, for example, some 60,000 Muslim believers from 100 different, 120 different countries can worship in some 13 mosques. As neighbors and friends, Muslims and Latter-day Saints work together in days of community service.
3: Elder Gong also went on to speak about the importance of defending religious liberty for all
4: faiths. As we meet with Muslim leaders across the world, we talk about defending religious freedom. People of faith need to stand together for tolerance and dignity of people of all religious beliefs. In our Articles of Faith, a basic statement of our fundamental beliefs, the 11th article states, we claim the privilege of worshiping Almighty God according to the dictates of our own conscience and allow all men the same privilege. Let them worship how, where, or what they may. Joseph Smith, the prophet who founded our church, declared, I am just as ready to die in defending the rights of a Presbyterian, a Baptist, or a good man of any other denomination, for the same principle which would trample upon the rights of the Latter-day Saints, would trample upon the rights of the Roman Catholics, or any other denomination who may be unpopular
3: having that joint uh, commitment to make sure that all religions are protected, that all have that freedom. Elder David A. Bednar, who participated in the G20 Interfaith Forum, uh, had some remarks about his experience there.
0: I was honored to be invited to represent our church and participate in that important forum. As you mentioned, it was during the height of the pandemic, at a time when governments had deemed certain activities essential and others non-essential. The non-essential activities were often severely restricted. And unfortunately, participating in religious activities had been deemed non-essential by, by some governments, including several states in the United States. Visiting houses of worship had been restricted more than activities such as visiting gambling casinos or liquor stores, which were deemed essential.
3: I always marveled at that, that uh, gas stations and uh, other places were essential, but religious places, houses of worship were not. Uh, Elder Bednar went on to share uh, part of his message from the G20 Interfaith Forum, talking about how essential faith actually is for communities around the world.
0: For billions of people around the world, religion is the very center of our lives and the core of our identity. Our faith calls upon us to love God above all else. It defines who and what we are, how we understand the meaning of our lives, and how we live each day. It is the source of our strength, consolation, and hope amidst sorrow, travail, and death. Faith traditions are the incubators and shapers of family and community life, creating and sustaining the spiritual ties that link and bind people together. Religion transmits moral and social truths to the next generation. Can anything be more vital? Our faith is more than just important to our dignity as human beings. It is essential. My call is for respect, accommodation, and cooperation. For creative solutions that mitigate the threat of COVID-19 while not cutting people off from an essential part of their lives.
3: Uh, Elder Bednar shared a number of examples of how the Church of Jesus Christ and uh, the, those of the Muslim faith uh, have worked together on various projects around the world. He shared one in particular of President Nelson visiting the victims of the attacks, uh, attacks on the mosques in Christchurch, New Zealand.
0: Again, this is just one of many examples of how Latter-day Saints have worked together with our Muslim brothers and sisters to assist in alleviating suffering and ensuring that all of humankind... Are treated with kindness, compassion, and respect. More recently, in May of 2019, just a few months after the tragic March attack on two mosques in Christ Church, New Zealand, President Russell M. Nelson was visiting that country. He made a special visit to meet with leaders and others from the Al Noor Mosque. President Nelson expressed hope and encouragement and quietly made a financial contribution from our church to help repair the mosques
4: and assist the injured.
3: Elder Gong shared his experience, who was actually on that trip in supporting the mosque victims in New Zealand.
4: I was very grateful to stand together with our church president in love and solidarity with our Muslim friends. We reached out to individuals who had been injured in the mosque attacks. And I was glad we could provide practical help In the face of tragedy and pain and pledged to work together to increase understanding.
3: I was fortunate enough to be covering that particular uh, trip with President Nelson and with Elder Gong and uh, saw the interaction between the Imams and the other leaders uh, from the mosque uh, that was attacked so viciously Uh, it was an extraordinary moment Uh, it was a true coming together uh, for the betterment of individuals for a community uh, and for society it was just truly the the model in action. When we come back, we will hear from Elder Bednar and Elder Gong about ways to overcome erroneous thinking, contempt and misperceptions, along with ways to acknowledge differences and celebrate shared values. Stay with us, much more to come on this special conference edition on KSL News Radio.
0: Catch Boyd Matheson weekdays
1: as he talks about the latest news of the day and learning to disagree better afternoons from 1 to
3: 3 on KSL News Radio. Welcome back to this final segment of our general conference special Building Bridges of Understanding. As we've been discussing throughout this special hour, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints has released a new 35-page pamphlet designed to enhance understanding between Muslim and Latter-day Saints. Elder David A. Bednar and Elder Garrett W. Gong led a discussion at a BYU conference on Islam to introduce this new and powerful resource. Elder Bednar and Elder Gong begin this segment by sharing ways to overcome erroneous thinking, cure contempt, and correct misperceptions while correcting misstatements from the past. All of this is part of a crucial model and critical pattern for building bridges of understanding.
4: That brings us to our second topic, It saddens me that we need to address this topic, but we want to do so directly. We're aware that on occasion, a few church members have made false and cruel comments about Muslims. We need not repeat such comments or the biased thoughts or feelings behind them, but we do want to respond to them directly. Elder Bednar, how would you respond to those who make such comments?
0: Not only are disparaging, generalized statements inaccurate and wrong, they are also highly offensive. First, prejudicial statements reflect a lack of knowledge or understanding of the beliefs and actions of others. Second, such biases cause those who feel that way to overlook the kindness and goodness of the overwhelming majority of all Muslims. We feel badly and misrepresented when a news report notes that someone who committed a grievous crime was a Latter-day Saint. Or when our church is confused with offshoot groups whose conduct is contrary to ours. In a similar way, to suggest that all Muslims are tied to grievous crimes here in the US or elsewhere in the world is just as inaccurate and offensive to Muslims. Muslims disavow any such actions, just as Latter-day Saints do. Every major religion has extremists who misinterpret the teachings of their own religion or who seek to do wrong in the name of religion.
3: Those are vital principles, to be sure. Uh, One of the interesting things Elder Bednar went on to share were specific similarities uh, between Islam and the church.
0: As we undertook this effort with Muslim colleagues, we noticed how much there is in common between the two faiths. For example, both Latter-day Saints and Muslims have sincerely held beliefs like faith in God, prophets, scriptures, and holy places. We share common values like the importance of family, chastity, and helping those in need the lifestyles of both of both faiths, practices such as prayer, fasting, and protecting our physical health are central and important. The common beliefs, values, and practices in both faiths extend beyond any political, ethnic, or cultural boundaries.
3: Concluding his portion on the program, Elder Gong shared uh, the two great commandments and how we can apply those to our relationships with people from any faith, and people of no faith at all.
4: Followers of Islam, Christianity, and Judaism are often referred to as the children of the book. We, Abrahamic faiths, share a common spiritual heritage linked to Abraham. As Latter-day Saints, we consider all humanity, all humankind, our brothers and sisters, Of these, currently, some 1.8 billion individuals across the earth profess belief in Islam. Jesus Christ teaches the two great commandments are to love God and to love one another. Greater understanding of one another helps us love one another more. May we learn to share and understand openly and accurately so we can meet with extended hands of respect and goodwill not clenched fists of ignorance or antagonism.
3: I love that, open arms and hands rather than clenched fists. Elder Bednar uh, concluded his portion of the program uh, promising to protect religious freedom uh, and all that can happen when we link arms and work together.
0: In a similar way, when the waves of opposition to religious freedom sweep across this or any other nation, or when prejudice and hatred toward any people threaten either of us, we desire to join with you to ensure that our collective right to worship and to seek peace and prosperity persists. As apostles of the Lord Jesus Christ, Elder Gong and I humbly pray that the God of Abraham, the God of us all, will watch over and bless each of us in this important and essential endeavor.
3: As we conclude this general conference special here on KSL News Radio, I go back to my sit down conversation with Elder Bednar and Elder Gong for some final thoughts. I invited these two world religious leaders to share how these principles can help us become better at building bridges and fostering respect and understanding.
0: The lack of accurate information uh, will never take us to the right place, uh, and it requires some effort, some study some self-reflection and evaluation, and if I can use language that I use, we have to be agents who act and try to remedy that. So our own search to learn more guides us in that process in a very powerful way, and it opens doors that would otherwise never be opened.
4: I've mentioned the fact of the, the idea that when you have a, a basis in faith, that it, it draws you in a way that goes beyond simple human interaction to recognizing that there's a divine element, too. And when you think of uh, the Abrahamic tradition and the commonality of the idea that we can be better than who we are, that our core identity is something beyond that which we might see in simple mortality, that also gives us a basis for commonality and for drawing on the best of each other Uh, as we are on that journey together.
3: Let's review those four keys in terms of these themes for building bridges of understanding. First, Latter-day Saints and Muslims are both people of faith, and we have much in common. That part of the model is starting with common ground. Second, it is important to directly address false and cruel, contemptuous comments voiced or written by some members of the Church about Muslims. This part of the model and pattern is addressing erroneous thinking, unkindness, or contempt, or even misperceptions of any kind, in yourself or your organization. Third, it's important to have resources, resources BYU and the Church have prepared to assist in understanding and strengthening our relationship with followers of Islam. This part of the model is to have the resources and materials you need to build those bridges and foster understanding and true friendship. Fourth, and finally, Muslims and Latter-day Saints differ, of course, in some core doctrines, but we have many similar beliefs, values, and lifestyles. This part of the model or pattern is acknowledging disagreements and differences while celebrating similarities. So a pattern we all can use— in building bridges of understanding with anyone, is starting with common ground, addressing erroneous thinking or misperceptions, making sure you have the resources and material to build bridges and foster friendship, and finally to acknowledge disagreements and differences while celebrating similarities. Dr. Martin Luther King once declared, I am convinced that men hate each other because they fear each other. They fear each other Because they don't know each other. And they don't know each other because they don't communicate with each other. And they don't communicate with each other because they are separated from each other. And that is why it's up to all of us to build bridges of understanding. Thank you for listening to this General Conference special here on KSL News Radio. I'm Boyd Matheson, host of Inside Sources, which airs every weekday here on KSL from 1 to 3 p.m. The world needs more citizens who can break down barriers, remove wedges, transcend divides, and build bridges of friendship and understanding. We all can do that beginning today. As always, as you go out into the world, make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference.
2: I'm Dave Colley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985,